Yo, what up, guys? This is Jalen. And this is William. And we are the, the Claw Talk, Talk Podcast. What is up? Welcome back to another episode of Cloth Talk Pod, the Cloth Talk Podcast. Um, this is episode two. Mm-hmm. Today, we're going to be getting into a lot of first, um, first, a lot of firsts, <laughs> like everything from from started from high school. High school to up to college, go to go, now, go through the career progression. So, yeah, um, I guess we could start there. Like, what, what kind of process did you go through to like pick a major? Like, when you, when you, <laughs> when you were in high school, like you were going through the four years and then junior, senior year started to come up, got to take SATs and stuff like that. Like, how how did that go? Um, being completely honest, <laughs> for me, so I'm a criminal justice major. I'm still in school. Mm-hmm. Um, truthfully, I picked criminal justice because I love watching like crime shows. First Forty Eight, mm-hmm. one of my favorite shows. Uh, Law and Order, Criminal Minds. I was like, I could see myself doing that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. whole time that stuff is fiction <laughs> so it's not really like that it's not really like that in the real world but that's my honest answer that's how I chose criminal justice I really never thought about anything else but I was like actually I was like I want to be a homicide detective mm-hmm. um, and I think that's why I chose criminal justice but it was a lot of uh, what we call it we call it the, the CSI effect Yeah, that was me I was like I'm about to go solve crimes in 24 hours. I, f- I feel like that's not bad though. Like me, the way the way I got into it, I I did I majored in mechanical engineering in school, but like in high school, I, I really like math and science. I like physics a lot, and that was that was a lot of that was due to my my high school teacher. Um, he he made it really fun to learn about that stuff, but. I'm like thinking about different things. I'm like, oh, I'm looking at the different majors, like searching on Google, and I'm like, what, what, what could I be interested oh, no. in? Because I had no idea. <laughs> All I knew was I like math and science. That's it. I didn't know what that translated to in terms of a job. And then, what should we call it? I'm, I met with my my guidance counselor. Nope. <laughs> I was sidebar. Did not do any of that. <laughs> it was it was it was mandatory for us. So. I was kind of... Public schools do better. (laughs) Luckily for us, it was mandatory because otherwise I wouldn't... uh, Without his help, I wouldn't have been been able to make that decision. But yeah, like, he was like... I told him I was thinking about international business because I like learning languages and learning about other cultures and doing that kind of stuff. I was taking, like, business law too, so I thought that that would tie into business a little bit. I was looking at, like graphic design photography I think and I knew I like math and science but I never I never translated those into a major either and I was talking to him he was like you know have you ever thought about doing engineering and I'm like 
engineering. <laughs> like, you mean like building bridges and buildings? <laughs> I was I was so ignorant back then, but I started looking into it. I'm like, oh shit, like there's like mechanical, chemical, civil engineering. Like there's a bunch of different things that need to be built. <laughs> whole lot of options. It's a better man than me because... <laughs> I ain't do no research. I think the only time I met with my guidance counselor was to request early release my senior year of high school. That was the only time I was like, I'm taking three classes and I'm out of here. But it, it sounds like you knew like what you wanted to get into though based on your interests. Like me, I knew I liked physics a lot, but I didn't say like, okay, let me use this information and like go pick a major. I was just like kind of just like throwing darts at a board i feel yeah. like you had like more direction with yours at least like somewhat i but, really don't know what if i didn't pick criminal justice i don't know what i would be doing right now to be honest <laughs> <laughs> i think i think about that too like i don't know engineering was a lot going through school but i don't, I don't think i would have it any other way like i the majority of the classes i didn't enjoy but there were some that like really did it for me but I don't know. Looking back, since I like physics so much, I probably should have been a physics major. But then when I was looking at majors to pick, I was like, I need to make money. So <laughs> Very important. Very important. Matter of fact, when at that time I was like, I was doing the beats thing and like making beats in high school and starting to get into music a lot more. And I was getting frustrated looking at the majors and like choosing a career. I'm like, I don't know. Like, no, I've never... I've always felt like I've never had, like, a job calling. Like, I've never... You know, some people, like, when they're three, they're like, oh, I know I want to be, like, a firefighter, or, like, an astronaut or something. I'm like, I've never right. been that way, mm -hmm. ever. <laughs> and they stick with it. <laughs> they stick with it and accomplish that. I guess, I guess part of it is me, you know, not liking to make decisions, but, like, I don't know. I've just never been, like, so strongly drawn to a, a job, so you know, fast forward to high school, that kind of like carried over. But thinking back, I probably should have, I probably should have did something with music looking back now. Um, Cause I remember like, there was like a distinct moment in my head that I still remember. I don't, I don't remember what I was doing. I think I was home, but like, I was looking at majors. I was like, you know, if I didn't have to make money, I'd probably do something with music. <laughs> <laughs> and it's crazy. Cause like six years later, that's, that stuck with me and that's why like I'm doing some of the things I'm doing now but like yeah it's just tough because you don't know what you don't know I feel like that's another thing too I feel like high school middle school and high school don't prepare you for they don't prepare you for college one right. <laughs> and then the second thing is they don't prepare you for you know figuring out what you want to do in life like like in high school you just take it English math science physics, chemistry, all this random stuff, all the general stuff. And then after those four years, you're supposed to choose right. what you want to do for the rest of your life. Yeah, like, let's be honest. <laughs> let's be honest. I still don't really, I still don't really know. Yeah, no. <laughs> I still don't really know what I want to do in life. So it's like, I don't know, you learn as you go. But definitely, looking back, I really had no help. Mm. Uh, I mean, my parents, my parents were there. But they kind of like do whatever you want to do. Yeah, like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what to pick. Yes, yeah, it's, it's a good and good and a bad thing. Yeah, I kind of, <laughs> I kind of wish that, um, 
like you could go in undecided. You could go into school undecided, mm-hmm. not general ed classes out the way, and then pick a major. Mm-hmm. I kind I think I wish I would have rather rather done that. Mm-hmm. Just to knock the knock those general classes out the way, and I think a couple years in school, I might have had an idea of like some experience and something, and I could have been like, "This is what I want to do." Yeah. Um, I think I think the one con to like going in undecided, the only one I've seen like when I went to Maryland was that when you're undecided and then you choose whatever major you want to get into, you have to like apply to that school. Mm-hmm. So, like, I had, I knew a couple friends that, you know, they were undecided, but they thought they wanted to do engineering. So, they're taking the same engineering classes as me um, and the prereqs, like, calc and all that stuff. And so, they're taking these, like, super hard, like, weed out classes, but they have to meet a certain, like, GPA requirement and then apply to the school after, like, a year or two. So, I think that's the only, that's the only con, probably, like... I feel like having that freedom too to like choose after like sophomore junior year like focus on something is is probably good. I don't know. I I feel like I was like seventy percent sure with mechanical engineering. I was like, screw it, like I'm gonna just try <laughs> see see right. what see what this is like. That's, I think that's like. And then I got hit with a hammer freshman year. And I'm like, I don't know if I want to do this anymore. Right. <laughs> it's uh, just life. <laughs> sometimes you just gotta say screw it I, I, I distinctly remember like chemistry was giving me so many problems like first semester and like I failed the first test like 70% of the class did so I'm like oh you know it's, it's not that bad it's college like C's get degrees right <laughs> and which is a true, true fact and then I come come to the second test and it's like all right, I'm going to study like a week and a half. Like, I'm not going to let this, I'm not going to mess up again. And then I got a worse score. I got like a 30% on a second test. I remember, I remember going back to my dorm that day and I just like put my face in the bed and just like sat there for like probably like 30 minutes questioning my life. Like, do I really want to do this? (laughs) I remember when I was tearing up, I called my dad. I'm like, bro. I don't know if I could do this engineering shit anymore. <laughs> like, I don't know if it's for me. But he was like, yeah, just like stick it out. Try to try to get through the class. And l- luckily, I-, I pulled through from that class. But yeah, I don't know. So even I feel like when I chose mechanical engineering, too, because there's different disciplines in engineering. Mechanical is definitely like the most general. So like like we both said, I didn't know what I want to do out of high school. I'm like seventy percent sure about mechanical engineering. I'm like, all right, like just let's just try it. But I chose mechanical too because it's kinda of like the doctor of like engineers, like they do a little bit of everything. So right. I'm like that buys me like four more years to figure out like, okay, like maybe I like automotive or like aerospace or something specific and then I could like choose a job after that. And then <laughs> When junior, junior, senior year came around, I'm like, yeah, I still don't know what what I want to do. <laughs> like, it was, it was, it was bad. I don't know. I feel like, I feel like you just don't ever get to that point of like really knowing, at least for me. I mean, I, I, I know that some people like feel like destined to do something, but yeah, I don't have that feeling. <laughs> we just out here, we just out here trying different stuff. Yeah. I had no favorite subject in school. Actually, a lot. 
wasn't a math, wasn't math, English, science, none of that stuff. Mm. I like gym, <laughs> physical <laughs> education, team elective. That was my that was my thing right there. Yeah, I did. Don't say actually, y'all shouldn't take advice from me to be honest. Like, I did. I know I could have did better in school, but I did just enough. I did just enough to get decent grades, make my parents happy. Mm. But I wasn't trying super hard. I guess I could have. I probably should have, but I'm I mean, here. So it's it's so tough though, because I feel like it's it's really not made for everybody. Like, it really takes a certain personality type to like do well in school. Because like one, the majority of the stuff you're learning about, you don't care. So it's like that's true too. When you when you're forced to learn and do something that you don't care about, you're just you're not gonna have that energy into it. You're not gonna you're gonna be procrastinating yeah. and everything. So, I will say, in my experience now, if it's something like if I read something that's interesting, I'll be more inclined to be to to actually want to do it. Mm-hmm. If it's something where I'm like, oh, this is boring or whatever, then I'm like, dang, I really don't want to do this. But when it catches my when it catches my interest, then I'm like, okay, yeah, I can, I can stick with this. If it it feels different, like yeah, you just you have that like energy behind whatever you're talking about, like you can you can like feel the difference with that too, right? Yeah, like in my criminal justice classes now, that stuff is interesting. So I'm like, well, I might have made the right choice. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like, it's not boring. I can actually read the stuff and do work and actually want to do it. It Mm. doesn't feel like a chore. Yeah. I mean, when you, when you gotta, when you gotta go through all those classes and like take, take all those tests and write all those papers for years, you kind of, you have to be somewhat interested and what you're doing otherwise it's just not gonna work right right i don't think you can make it through like that in my opinion but i don't know so i guess what from from that that time frame from like picking majors and stuff like that like do you feel like there is anything like you would go back and do over or like any advice you would have from like somebody who's like a junior or senior in high school like trying to figure out what they want to do um, I don't think I personally, I don't think I would do anything over, mm-hmm. but like I said, uh, juniors and seniors in high school or anybody, honestly, you should be like this guy over here. No, <laughs> uh, <laughs> he tried to tell me, he tried to tell me back in the day, um, do your, re- like do your research, uh, research helps you look, look into like you have interest, so look into that. See what you might want to do, mm-hmm. what you can, what you can do with what you're, what you're interested in. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. Don't don't go in blind like I did. I feel like I, I mean, I kind of had an idea what I wanted to do, but I also feel like I went in blindly. Mm-hmm. You should definitely look that stuff up. That's yeah. probably the biggest piece of advice I would give. Look into it. Be sure. Be sure about what you want to do. You can always change it, of course. Yeah. But base it off what you're interested in. Yeah, I think I think that's that's my main takeaway too from that part. Like, you definitely like like I made that decision. Like, oh, I'm gonna do engineering because it's gonna be like good stable income or whatever after school. But now that I've worked a little bit and I've gotten more experience I'm realizing that 
that's not enough. <laughs> it's not enough to, to, to have like monetary reasons to stay in a job. Like you have to be interested in what you're doing. Otherwise you're not going to be able to withstand that 40 hours or move into that city to like do whatever you want to do. So I think that's big too. I like, I'm glad you said that. I don't think so. Money, money is not, isn't everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, should like at a, at a young, I, you know, at a young age, we were thinking like, yeah, we need to get jobs. That's going to make us a lot of money. But now, we're, I think now we're at a point where um, it's not really about money. Of course, you know, we want to be comfortable or whatever, but it's more so about waking up and being able to, mm-hmm. you, you want to get out of bed and go do that job. Yeah. I think that's a big, that's a big takeaway as well. Yeah. A good a, a big piece of advice like you want to do something that's going to like do something that you're going to want to wake up and do continuously. Yeah. Something that you're interested in, not something you don't want to get into something just because mm-hmm. you make a lot of money. Like mm-hmm. you could go be a doctor or go be a lawyer, they make a lot of money, but is that really, you know, is that really going to make you happy or is it making you happy? Mm-hmm. So I feel like yeah, you you hit it, hit the nail on the head like that. That happiness only lasts so long. Like, I feel like too, it, it matters like your background and where you come from. Like, certain people value certain things over others. Like, I guess like we we're a little bit fortunate enough to to kind of like learn that lesson early. But like someone who's like less fortunate coming up, they may not realize that like money isn't everything. So then that's their goal for like the majority of like their early life and then once they get to that point where they're making they're financially stable and like they can provide for themselves and like all their needs are met it's like then they're like now what right (laughs) and then and then that's 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 the scary part because that's when you get into like that deep unhappiness and like you don't know what's next and like what what else you want to do right like i got it all yeah i have it all but now like i'm not happy so was it really you know was it really worth it of type thing I feel bad for some people too, because I know that like, for I, I think both of us were kind of lucky with that. Our parents didn't really like force us in like one direction, but I know so many people who like went to school and like, oh, I'm like doing pre med and want to be a doctor because like both my parents are doctors and da da da. I'm like, ah, uh, I don't know. It's it's just so tough because you wanna you wanna like make your parents proud and everything, but at the same time if you're born to paint and like be a painter and like, that's what you love doing on the weekends. Like you're not going to enjoy being a doctor. So right. it's like, exactly. you got to kind of like stand up for yourself at that point. Like, I don't know, mm-hmm. but I guess, I guess that's a good transition into, into first full-time jobs. <laughs> the, the dreaded 40 hour work week. <laughs> well, let's, so <laughs> We were talking about this a little earlier. <laughs> I'm working now, mm-hmm. but my I feel so. All right, I guess I could talk about both. I had a summer job. It was a full time job. I worked at a doctor's office. That mm-hmm. was interesting. But I guess we could talk about my job now. That counts too, though. Like that. That first impression is definitely like good experience to talk about. So uh, let's. Well, okay. So what was this? Summer twenty seventeen. I think. I, so I just turned twenty one. Or I turned twenty one that summer. Mm-hmm. I think I had three jobs that summer. I don't know. <laughs> there was something wrong. With me. Yeah. I barely slept. But my first first full time <laughs> job was at a what was at a uh, 
Mm-hmm. Ophthalmology office. Mm-hmm. And it was, I don't know, it was okay. You were working, man. It so, was not it. Like, it was like, <laughs> I, I take that back. It was it wasn't it. I don't I don't know. You so what would you would you think after that first day, like you get there at like eight, nine AM and then you spend that eight hours that day? Like what how did you feel after that? Do you remember? I probably like like I just said. I probably got off work and was like, you know, I, I probably yo, I think I got off work. I probably was like, nah. <laughs> I was like, nah. I can't do this. I can't do this for the rest of my life, Bruh, um, There's no way. I, but it was cool. It was a cool summer job because I was mm. still. In, I my, I was planning on going back. Mm-hmm. Um, I left Frostburg State University. I was planning on going back mm. that after that summer. But um, yeah. I think I definitely got off work and I was like, I don't know why I'm doing, I don't know why I'm doing this to myself. Yeah. I I definitely had a similar experience. Like when I, when I started working full time, I'm like going to office and it's like, um, it's just like very like, like, what is it? Grim. Like, it was just like kind of dark, like silent, like. We, the building I was working into, the very first building I was working in full time had like no cell phone service. So it's like, <laughs> there's no distractions. There's nothing going on. There is no windows. Like you f- I felt like I was in a lunchbox. <laughs> <laughs> That's like prison. Yeah. I was, it was kind of rough to be honest. <laughs> and I met with my manager and everything and he was a, he was a cool, funny guy. So he, he, he made me feel welcome and everything. I like go, I get settled in my desk. And then I'm just sitting there. I'm like, all right. (laughs) And I was too, too, too young. I'm like sitting there trying to get the account set up and can't help or like learn anything from any of the, any of my teammates yet. And everybody like goes to try to introduce themselves like one by one. That, that like awkward phase of like being the the new one on the team. (laughs) I think, I think it's awkward too being new but also being like the youngest oh the bro. youngest person because <laughs> like i don't think I, I probably actually i think i was the youngest person at my first full-time job too mm. so it was it's just i don't know it's just weird yeah i i remember after three weeks i called my parents i was like I don't know if I could do this. <laughs> I was like, bro, I don't know how y'all, like, you guys have done this for like 30, 40 right, plus they, years. They, they, they I'm like, it. I'm like, no, I was three weeks in. I was like, I, I don't think I can do this. <laughs> like, <laughs> and my, my parents were like, Hey, you got to get used to it. <laughs> you got, you got like 40 more years of this mm-hmm. at least. <laughs> that ain't going to cut it. So the, they were like, you gotta, gotta get used to it. I feel like, you don't really know what to expect when you're first going in. And so you're just trying to learn different things. You're trying to like learn like email etiquette. You're trying to like introduce yourself to people on the team. Like you're trying to be like proper and like have manners and not come off like a certain way or like have people dislike you at first. And then you get like thrown in with like all the acronyms and stuff and your synonym meetings don't understand what everybody's (laughs) talking about. Like, Luckily, the eye doc- like at the doctor's office, we didn't have no, we didn't have any acronyms or anything. Yeah, it was a pretty, it was a pretty. I was a, I worked at the, um, the front desk, mm-hmm. 
which wasn't bad. Pretty simple job. Mm-hmm. So I was fortunate enough to not have to learn learn that much stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, what about your job now? Was it was it a lot different? Or? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you could say my job now is a real job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was lost in the sauce. <laughs> yeah, especially at first. Getting, meeting people left and right. Don't remember nobody's name. Right. Never <laughs> remember anybody's name. <laughs> getting, ha- getting handed documents and getting emails and they just talk about stuff that is so foreign. I'm like, yo, <laughs> what does any of this stuff mean? <laughs> but it's cool. Um... Because eventually you start getting the hang of it, mm-hmm. start learning more. Yeah, like I think that. So now I'm like I have a role that I honestly never thought that I would have. Mm-hmm. I have like a, a lead role, mm-hmm. and I'm, I just I feel like that's just so weird. Mm-hmm. People people email me like it's not common, like especially at our age, like being right with with the experience we have. So I was kind of you made that jump early. I was I well. <laughs> It was kind of by force. <laughs> my supervisor, my supervisor was like, "Yeah, you're um, you're gonna be the the lead in this role now." And I, was like, I looked at her. I was like, "What?" You're, you're voluntold. Yeah, I was like, "What do you mean lead?" She was like, "Yeah, I want you to lead, take the lead, uh, facilitate some meetings. Mm. You'll be the point of contact." I was like, "No, I don't want to do that." But now, so that was, you know, I think that was towards the end of. Last year, I've been working at my current job now for a couple years. Mm-hmm. So, like, towards the end of 2019 is when I got, a, like, the lead role. Mm-hmm. Or maybe the beginning of this year. Mm-hmm. And I think definitely you just grow. You know, you, you have, you, I, you're forced to grow yeah. in, these kind of, in that kind of situation. Yeah. Um, you know, I was shy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, I don't want to lead meetings. But now I've been, you know... I've led meetings. I've been on trainings with a lot of people and, mm-hmm. you know, said my portion or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of just been like a breeze. Like, you get used to it. Yeah. But you, I think you have, you know, you kind of have to. Yeah. Do you feel like, do you feel like at this point you've kind of got the hang of things or? I was, yeah, I would say so now. I don't know. It's pretty, my job is, my job is pretty easy, mm-hmm. honestly. From when you when you first started, like from your first day, like how long did it take you to feel like, okay, like I know what's happening in the meetings, like I know what people are talking about, I'm like contributing to the team, like I was it took me I think I so I started in what, February mm-hmm. of twenty eighteen. It probably took me to like the end of the year. Yeah. To be honest. <laughs> so like more longer than half a year, like ten months. I, yeah. I was like, all right, I'm good now. <laughs> it's it's so it's so crazy how slow it happens. Like I I feel like I started I started like fall twenty eighteen around like September and it took me probably like three months just to understand like what was going on. <laughs> Just to understand, like, all the acronyms, understand, like, what was going on in meetings, like, the different projects going around, and it's, like, it it took me, it took me three solid months just to get that, and when you hear that as, like, a student or something, you're, like, oh, it doesn't take that long, like, you take all these different classes and learn, it's, like, <laughs> no, it's, it's gonna, it's gonna take a while. Right. I, I think, 
my first manager was really good with that. He was like super patient with me. He was like, trust me, like you have time, like just you'll, you'll get it eventually. Just sit in these meetings. I know you don't understand what's going on, but just like soak everything in as a sponge and you'll get it eventually. Yep. I think that's, that's one thing I was really, really worried about making a good impression on my first job. Cause like it's the first job and you want to make sure you know you have that career progression you don't want to like have those negative stereotypes on you you want to come in and like provide value and like perform and I was like really nervous about that and like did I learn what I needed to from school to like help me with this job (laughs) that was what I was most afraid of because I'm like when you're going through school you're kind of just like going through the motions like taking the tests or like writing the papers and then you like forget about the material you, you were learning two three weeks prior so like up until that job i was like nervous about that a lot um but do you think um so do you think <laughs> your your four years of college helped prepare you for the your career the real world uh i would largely say no <laughs> I don't think and I don't think I've met anyone who's like definitively said like yeah I I needed everything I learned from school to do what I do at my job like everything was necessary I feel like half the class like, I feel like half the classes we take aren't useful they're not <laughs> like what am I going to do I would hit with history <laughs> like, that's that stuff is dumb yeah i it's 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 it sucks like i i don't think i met anyone that said like oh like my my school experience like really helped me like granted some some majors and careers are different than others like there's some stuff i learned in school that i definitely use like on the job and i needed to know especially with like engineering or like anything math and science related, like being a doctor or anything like that, like you'll use some of the stuff you learn from school. But I would say like 90% of it, I learned on the job. Like everything, every company has their different processes. Every company has their own values and goals and ideals and different softwares and stuff. Like you would never know that from school and like going in. So you just got to learn everything on the fly, basically. Like yeah, I was going to say, if we started, I, I feel like if we start a new job or get another job, it's going to be like a, re, a repeat, Yeah, like repeating mm-hmm. the process. You started from, mm. starting from the, the, the beginning, if you get a new job. Yeah. I definitely agree. Ho- hopefully it'll go by, the, learn, the learning curve will be a little shorter since we, we know what we're kind of getting into this time. Like if we, if we start a new job, like we know it's going to take time to learn things. Yeah. Just gotta like. I think it was just like, like you said, going in, you don't really know what to expect. Mm-hmm. But now, being being in the professional world for a couple of years, you kind of get the hang of stuff. Mm-hmm. You know what to expect. So, yeah, like you said, if we get new roles or whatever, then it might be a little more, a little, a uh, little easier. Yeah, to I'd... get accustomed, <clears throat> kind of know what to look for. What was I going to say? I was going to say something. Um, oh, yeah. So I definitely, I think looking back, I, because I said after three weeks, I was like, this ain't it. <laughs> yeah. I will say it definitely takes like at least six to nine months to like get a good perspective on your job. Like 
I feel like I was trying to judge it way too early. Like I definitely, after I learned what I was doing and like learned what was going on, I definitely enjoyed the job a little bit more. Um, but I definitely was judging it too early. And there's a lot of factors to play. Like based on that first job, you may decide to leave that company or something, which may or may not be the right decision for you at that time. So it's like, Looking back on it now, I really would try to not judge the job so fast. Just try to, you know, have an open mind, open perspective, and just, like, try to soak everything in and um, just be a sponge to all the information that's coming to you because, I don't know, like, I didn't have a choice to, like, give it a chance because I was going to be in that role for a while. Right. And after a couple months, uh, I started getting the hang of things and I enjoyed it a lot more. So, because I feel like, you know, you could easily end up on like a bad team, like when for your first job at like a let's say it's like a big company and they have a lot of roles in like certain cities and stuff. You could think based off of that first job with that bad team or that bad manager or just like a crazy work statement or project that like this whole company or like this whole job field is not for me. But I feel like it's kind of like a trap, like the the same role is like different at different companies. I feel like even the same role within your uh, company is different on different teams and based on like the projects you have. So I would try to, I don't know. I feel like for anybody that has like a bad experience, like moving around on teams or um, with their first job, just try to try to switch something up. Maybe it's your manager. Maybe it's your team. um, Maybe it's not the company at first. So I feel like there's, especially at the larger companies, there's like a lot of different opportunities you can get into. So um, just try to like move around there first before like trying to hop to another city or go to another company. But yeah, that's, that's one thing I just remembered. But Everything he just said, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and yeah, listen, listen to him. <laughs> I, I am not, I am not the master of all though. Don't, <laughs> don't listen to me for everything. <laughs> but along, along with first jobs comes like first apartments, <laughs> first homes. Uh-huh, uh-huh. That's the, so yeah, uh, I moved out of my parents' home in October of 2018. My first apartment was a two-bedroom, two-bathroom apartment with a roommate. Shout out Anthony. <laughs> Anthony's probably going to tune in. <laughs> appreciate you. Big supporter. We appreciate appreciate you. you. Shout out to Anthony. You already. <laughs> uh, and yeah, it's funny how that happened. So Anthony and I were actually co-workers. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Um, and we... So I was working at our job before him. He started working. And he was like, yeah, I'm looking at places. Um, I'm about to move out of my parents' house. Mm-hmm. I wasn't, like, I hadn't really hadn't, didn't have any plans of moving. But I was like, I know having a roommate could potentially cut costs. Mm-hmm. So I was like, you want a roommate? Because <laughs> we had already, you know, we were hanging out. We become like more than coworkers. We become good, pretty good friends. Mm-hmm. So I was like, "You want a roommate?" And he was like, "Sure." Mm-hmm. 
So that's how that happened. We started, we did some apartment hunting, found our apartment. How how was that though? Like, was finding an apartment easy for you? Or um, like... I, th- well, okay. I'm a very simple man. <laughs> so I kind of let, I let Anthony do all the work. Mm. Um. So yeah. I just think, I don't know. I, it was, yeah. I think it was pretty, it was easy. He, yeah. I think my, so my biggest thing in the apartment um, that we that I wanted was an in unit like an in unit washer and dryer. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> that, that is es- else, essential. <laughs> everything else, I was just like, I don't, I don't need like, I don't need a fancy kitchen marble countertops. <laughs> Yo, if I if I could, like, if I could, like. Y'all probably would make fun of me, but I would have my mattress on the floor. Like, <laughs> I know y'all be calling people. Y'all be calling people about their having their mattress on the floor. I would do that. I prefer that low key. Like, but that's that's another story. <laughs> <laughs> but that was that was probably the biggest thing. Any unit washer and dryer. Mm. And then from there, I mean, I think you gotta it, find something. You gotta find something that's like in your price range or whatever. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that that was the that was the toughest part for me. Like, so I I ended up having to move uh from Baltimore to Seattle for my first job. Um, and so that's that's mad stressful. Yeah, like, I can only imagine <laughs> pack packing up your whole life and then moving across shipping it cross country and then finding a place. In a completely new city where you don't know the neighborhoods, you don't know any friends or anybody there to like give you advice on it. Right. Um, actually, I ha- I have one friend. Shout out to Claudia. She <laughs> she definitely helped with the neighborhood searching. Because uh, I Seattle is a weird city. Like they have literally you can walk like two three blocks and be in a different neighborhood. So it's just there's too many options. But it was so stressful, bro. Like. Cause I had to, me and my family took a trip. Luckily they, they were so supportive. They, they went with me, um, took a trip out to Seattle. Like I think like a month or two before I needed to move. Um, or like before my start date and I'm like going to look for apartments and it's like, you know, I hear the grumblings. It's like, Oh, Seattle's a little bit expensive. I'm like, all right, like I'm going to be paying a little bit more, like maybe like 1200, like 1300. I get there. And I my I didn't want to do like the Craigslist roommate or like room with some random because I didn't know anybody know anybody in the city so I'm like I'm just gonna live by myself and I like having my own space too uh, so I was looking we get there I'm like I'm, I got the list of apartments we're like going to look and each one we get there and it's like fifteen hundred sixteen hundred eighteen hundred two thousand like bro. I'm like, what? <laughs> I was, I, it was so disheartening when we got there. And like, and these are like, Seattle's a really, uh, they have a, a lot of, they have a big influx of people coming in because of all the tech companies and, and Boeing and everything out there. So I think I heard like a crazy stat, like there's like a thousand people that move there a week or something. High demand. So stri- strictly because of the job market too. Cause <laughs> High demand for apartments. <laughs> Bruh, it was bad. For the um, record, I told him. <laughs> I 
told he because he was telling me like why are these places so expensive i was like you need to find find the hood of seattle find the slums find the slums of seattle and move there he was like nah i just can't i just can't i'm uh i am a little bit bougie i'm a little bit bougie <laughs> he's like i just can't i kind of i kind of like the granite countertops in the kitchen nah, i don't need that I, I, I like I like spending money on where I live. Uh, but yeah, so we get there and I'm like, nothing's in my price range. And I'm like going to see all these apartments. And then I get there and it's like, oh, this apartment's like 1800 and it's like 400 square feet. And it's like this little like studio lunchbox. I'm like, bro, I can't do this. And then on top of that, there's the parking is a nightmare in Seattle too. So all the apartments charge like a 150, 200 plus for parking. <laughs> so it's like whatever the rent was add like two three hundred dollars on top of that and like that's what you're paying so yeah none of the places some of some of my favorite places they didn't have the apartments when i went there i ended up getting kind of lucky uh i found like a relatively like cheaper apartment in like a good area but it was just it was so stressful bro that trip was bad because it was like i'm only there for a weekend i have to find an apartment before i leave here and it's like a month before i move right and that was the other thing too seattle i guess it's weird like every state and city has like their local laws but there they the tenants only need to give like two weeks notice to the landlord before they leave or like if they want to renew the lease or not. Whereas like Maryland, I know a lot of places here that are like, you have to give a month's notice basically. Right. Yeah. So I got there a month ahead of when I needed to move and all the apartments were like, yeah, we don't know what's going to be available because we only have like two weeks notice. So like a week from now, there may be like five or six apartments I open up in your price range and all this stuff. And I'm just like, bruh. <laughs> Crazy. But... So yeah, so I don't know. Finding an apartment was hard for me. It doesn't sound like it was uh, was too bad for you, but um, yeah. so how how did it feel? Like, did you <clears throat> were you sad or anything? Like moving out of your parents' crib? Like, no, <laughs> <laughs> not at all. Um, you didn't you didn't shed a little thug tear like putting your stuff in the car and then saying bye to your mom and. <laughs> I was just not for me it was kind of like I was just like wow you know I was like wow I'm really this is a big step obviously I'm like this is a big step of moving out of my parents house mm. but at the same time I'm like I know I can go back if I ever need to I know yeah. I can go I can go back yeah so um and my dad it's funny my dad would always joke like when are you like when are you leaving <laughs> then I get then I'm like I'm about to I found a roommate I'm about to move they like you know you don't gotta move right <laughs> Just with you. They they always switch up. They right. always switch up when the situation comes up. Right. Like, I'm like, yeah, you, I'm about you to move out. that before. Like, like, you, know, you know, you know, you don't got to go nowhere. But I think was so my dad. That was more so. He was just saying that because he wants me to like save money and all that kind of stuff. He like just yeah. stay here and save money. Yeah, moving out, moving out was just a fun time. <laughs> <laughs> Having a roommate was cool. It yeah. definitely did cut costs. Mm. Um, I think who, who were we laughing at earlier? I think I really like. I didn't really have. I had clothes, so I moved in with clothes. So I like. I'm over here. 
I'm in the kitchen about to cook. Had a can. I was like, <laughs> I was like, dang, I don't have no can opener. Like, this is the type of stuff, this is the type of stuff you don't really think about. Like, living in your parents' house because you have everything. No. I had a can opener. I, I knew I had a can opener in my parents' house. I could easily go grab it. But then I'm, I'm out on my own. I'm like, I don't have no can opener. Yeah. So I go to cook. I got a can. I'm like, all right. About to throw down, make one of my first meals in my new apartment. <laughs> and I go to open the can, and I'm like, dang. <laughs> How am I going to get this open? So it took, it took me a long time to open the can. I think I ended up using I'm like stabbing it with a knife. I'm trying so hard to get this can open. I'm like, I'm pretty sure the next day we went and got a can opener. <laughs> I'm not ever doing that again. I could have lost a finger. Cause yeah, over here I was about it. to say, you almost lost your hand or something. <laughs> like, I'm over here stabbing it, stabbing the can with a knife. It's just little things, little things you don't think about. Bro, I, I had, there were so many moments like that, like mid cooking, I'm like, got stuff on the stove and I'm like, shit, I don't have this seasoning or I don't have this pan. I need another pot to like cook the rest of this meal. <laughs> there is, there is so many like those first couple bills, bruh, like getting all your food and seasoning and like yeah. pots and pans. Oh my gosh, bro. It was bad. Like two fifty. It was bad. Easy. It was bad. <laughs> like I I didn't know the area well, so I just went to the shoppers that was like close to my place and it was so expensive. I'm like trying to buy like pots and pans and food and stuff at shoppers. It was like a no go. I think the bill was like over three hundred dollars or something. I, think <laughs> like, I went grocery shopping my first time at like the dollar store. <laughs> and that's, don't sleep, don't sleep, don't sleep in the dollar stores. <laughs> they be having it. They and that's, having that good stuff. That's the worst thing too, because like all of those upfront costs as soon as you move out and you're still broke. Like you still have not worked yet. Like. <laughs> Like, you have no money. You're going to work. You're looking forward to that first check, but you just keep... Yeah, it, yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because I'm like... I honestly did not know, like, the cost, like, what went into mm. moving out. Like, we went, we signed, you know, we signed our lease or whatever. They were like, all right, we got you at that security deposit. Nope. I'm like, security deposit? <laughs> first month's rent. Like, the security deposit equals the first month's rent. Yeah. So you pay the security deposit, then you go you go in and have to pay rent on top of that. <laughs> so if you're thinking about moving out, make sure you got the bands. Save up. Make sure you got the bands <laughs> on deck. Save up at least for like a month or two at a time because it's, it's just bad. Because them calls add up. I had no clue. Mm. Yeah, I... That's that's the other thing, like furnishing too. Like, was your was your apartment furnished before you guys went in, or no? It wasn't, but fortunately, we lucked up. Mm. Um, oh yeah, we got like we like we got two couches. Our co one of our coworkers was giving away. She was getting rid of stuff because she was about to furnish her house with new furniture so she's like oh you guys are moving out i got a couple couches and we were like yeah we'll take them for free yep wow we'll take them we got two couches we got a tv wow so the only thing that i had to get was bedroom furniture i got a new mattress a bed frame a dresser a chest of drawers bro so much bread (laughs) so much yeah i think it the one thing 
that you can take away from this is, <laughs> like we said, if you plan on moving out, make sure you got them. Make sure you got them dollars ready. <laughs> it's, a, it's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot. Especially if I my apartment was empty and I didn't have any donated furniture. <laughs> so. We love you. I was I was spending a whole bunch of money on furniture and everything else and like every every receipt just like hurt my heart like <laughs> I my my apartment looked like a trap house row when I first started <laughs> like I had the little uh I had a little plastic like folding chair a little plastic folding table that was it that's all you need there was no couch there was no furniture I had like a thirty inch a 30 inch TV box on like <laughs> one of those garage shelves that you get from like Walmart or Target for like 30 bucks. Like my 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 stuff was looking rough. That's all you need. Women, y'all make fun of us. For, <laughs> y'all make fun of us for being minimalists. It was kind of cool though. Not, like <laughs> like I I'm not big on interior design. So I need one of y'all to uh <laughs> We're sending, sending inquiries for, for Jalen. I need one of y'all to interior design my house when I get one. I don't care about my apartment. I have what I need. If it were up to me, you talking about a folding chair, folding table. That's all I need. Like I said, I'm going to have my bed on the floor. I don't have, if it were up to me, I don't have. If I didn't get a couch for free, I would not have a couch. I lie to you not. I would not have a couch. Bro. I would just be sitting on. I don't know. I have a. I have a. a, a, a desk chair. That would be my chair. Bro, I had. I had no guests for like six months. Like I had no couch. I had that. I had that single chair, and that single table for damn near like three, four months, and then. I think around that time it was like Christmas time or something, so the holidays came in. I was like, all right, it's it's time to get a sofa now, uh, and I got like a TV stand and some other stuff. The apartment came together slowly, slowly but surely. It, it looked nice eventually, but yeah, for like a good three six months, it was like almost completely empty. Like <laughs> hey, that sounds great to me. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that at all. Hmm. <laughs> so. I guess with that experience, like, I don't know. I feel like, I think mine was a little bit different because... I was going to ask you how, so I, like, I had a roommate. My first apartment, I had a roommate. How was it? First time out the house, being on your own, solo. How was that? Uh, To be honest, it was a lot. I think it was a lot more than, like, I realized at the time and more than I wanted to admit, like... Because uh, it's one thing, like, moving out on your own uh, and then adding on top of that, moving across the country, not knowing anyone there in the city that you're moving into, moving away from, like, friends and family and stuff and, like, starting a new job and not knowing the area and stuff. It was it was a lot. Um, and, like, that three-hour time difference is huge too like i was on the west coast the majority of my friends are on the east coast so they were like i'm i'm getting back home around like five or six because like the traffic in seattle is terrible and it's almost like nine ten o'clock like my parents about to go to bed like everybody's kind of like wrapping up their night it's like damn so it, it was it was definitely a lot i don't know i i do like my space but i will say uh, it did get lonely at times, like being alone, like 
after work or like on the weekends, like when I first initially got there and I didn't have like that friend group or anyone to like talk to. Um, and I don't know, like you make friends at work. I feel like my, my team and the people I was surrounded with, I didn't really relate to a lot. So I had like good working relationships with them, but I didn't have that like close friendship with a lot of them. Um, that, that didn't really come until later on. Uh, like I'd probably say like a year, a year and a half into the job, but yeah, I would say that's a lot. If I had to do it over again, I don't know. I I like my space, bro. It's, <laughs> it's, it's hard. It's hard. Like, right. I feel like if I, if I knew someone, like if I knew someone going into that city and I spent time with them previously, I would have gotten a roommate. Like, having at least one person there to like have social like interaction with another human being like <laughs> yeah. it def- it definitely helps and then like going out and like meeting other people that's that's how you get the mutual friends and everything else so right. i would say um even if you like your own space like me if you can room with somebody that you really know and like get along with i would go for it Definitely, definitely would have helped to like bring the rent price down too. I would have saved a little bit of money on that. Um, I feel like after I got established, after I had my friend group and like knew what I was doing and like where stuff was in Seattle, um, I definitely appreciated living alone because like I had that space to myself. Like that's the one thing too. Like when you when you move out the crib. Uh, I don't know. My parents are a little bit strict or they like things a certain way. So if I didn't abide by that, uh, like I basically had to conform to certain things. So like once you move out, it's like so much more relaxed. Like everything is exactly how you like it and you only like (laughs) the bathroom is set up for you. Like the tub is set up for you. You can leave your bed however you want it. Like the living room is set up how you want it. So I would say that's, like, one of the good things, too. Like, I feel like, I don't know. I was similar to you. I feel like I was ready to move out the house uh, after after college. Um, um, but me and my family are close, so, like, it was kind of tough leaving the house. But I was excited about, like, starting somewhere new and, like, getting my own place. Um, so... Damn, I forgot where I was going with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I was gonna say, don't uh, like if you're thinking about moving out, don't rush it. Mm. I think it's um, it's different. Everybody's in different situations. Like some people might feel like it's dire. Like they gotta get out the house. Mm. I don't know why I was in such a rush. To be honest, mm. I could have been home saving a lot of money. I don't regret moving out. But I will say, I could have been at home chilling, saving money. Mm. Um, so don't rush it. Yeah. Think about it. Yeah. I had got a new job. I got a new job in 2018. I bought my car. I moved out all in that one year. I was like, oh, I got money now. I got money. <laughs> Let me go spend it. <laughs> That's me. I got money. I got to spend it somehow. Mm. Um, I think, oh, that, that was the one thing I was going to say, like, If you, like, I have a very, like, loving family, like, we're very close, but, you know, once you get to a certain age, like, you, you like having your own space and your own freedom, and it's kind of tough to do that when you're, like, still living at home. I will say, I feel like the relationship with my parents, 
um, like got a lot better, like after, uh, after like moving out, like we got a lot closer to, and I feel like we were able to like see each other more as like, I definitely see them as still like the authority figure to me and like my role models, but I definitely feel like we were more peers at that point. Like mm -hmm. we could joke about certain stuff or like, you know what I'm saying? I feel like we were, we're more like a, a friendly playing field. So I don't know. I feel like that's, that's definitely one good thing too. Yeah. I think, um, for me, I'm very, I'm very close with my, with my parents as well. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. I still, like, I still, I see them a lot. I only live, I live like 15 minutes, so less than 15 minutes away, so I still go visit. We hang out a lot. Mm -hmm. We still talk on the phone and everything. Yeah. But when I was there, I don't, I still, I don't, like I said, I, now that I'm looking back, it's kind of like, why was I in such a rush? Mm -hmm. I had freedom. Uh, I could pretty much do as I please as so long as I let them know. Like, if I was going to go out and stay out overnight, my mom was just like, please just let me know. That's all you mm -hmm. got to do. Right. Like you got your own car. You, so you can do whatever you want with your car, but you live in my house. So you need to let me know, like mm -hmm. if you're not coming home, right. that's like the only difference. Mm -hmm. <laughs> now, now I can go out and I can come and go as I please without having to let anybody know. But that's right. really like the only difference because they let me do whatever I want to do, especially at like, once I start, once I hit 21, mm -hmm. um, in 22, because I moved, I turned 22, and yeah, so once I hit 22, it was kind of like, you're a grown man, so mm -hmm. do your, wash the dishes, yeah. do your little <laughs> chores around the house, and yeah. communicate, Yeah. so I don't know, that's really the only difference, but I don't know, I enjoy, I've been, I've been enjoying life on my own, so, yeah, you know. I think I think it's definitely a good learning experience too. Like you, I feel like I know myself a lot better from that. Like just going out and venturing out on your own. Like you figure out what you really like and you don't like, and you know what like good habits you picked up from your family, what bad habits you picked up, and like the different things that you want to get into. I, I feel like it was definitely a good experience too. Um, I do I do kind of agree with you too. Like if you can. If you can uh, stay at home and work, uh, I would definitely do it, especially if you have a lot of student debt. Like, you can save so much money. It's yeah. it's not funny. Like, if you if you can tolerate your parents and you can stay at home and, like, you guys can, like, vibe out and it's okay, like, I would definitely... And your job is local, I would definitely strongly consider staying home. At least at least for like a year or two. Like if you feel like after that year or two period, you know, you saved up a lot of money, you knocked down your student debt a lot. And like, you're like, I want a new adventure. I want my own place and like start my own thing. Then go ahead. But I definitely say there, there is no rush. Like you have the rest of your life to like live on your own and like do your own thing. So yeah, but. definitely. All right, guys, that ends episode two. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for all of our supporters so far. We love you guys. Thank you for all the comments and sharing and all the support. We really appreciate it. And uh, check us out for episode three. This is Claw Talk Pod. We out. Thank you for tuning in. Follow us on all listening platforms and all social media at Cloth Talk Pod. 
you can follow me at memo the maestro on all social media and you can follow Jalen at jcv627 on all social media